This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown of Horns247.com, our fearless leader, my cohort on the flagship podcast is off this week so i am going to give you my recap of spring football tell you what i'm excited about what i'm cautiously optimistic about and what i'm not sure about and we'll just start with the offense and we'll just go how's that sound um obviously i'm let's start with my level of, of excitement and uh, I could not be more excited about the running back room. Not just Bijan Robinson, um, who, according to Pro Football Focus, broke the second most tackles in college football last year in Division One, uh, behind uh, Kenneth Walker the third at Michigan State, but Roshan Johnson. I mean, this guy uh, showed again in the spring game, and. Um, and when you talk to team sources behind the scenes, this guy's one of the most important leaders on the team. But how about the stiff arms from Rojo in the spring scrimmage? Wasn't really a game. Uh, but, man, he let um, linebacker Devin Richardson have it. Freshman corner Terrence Brooks have it, including um, a 56-yard touchdown run. So, But then you, you add in Jonathan Brooks and even Jaden Blue. I thought um, – I think Jonathan Brooks is – really special talent and everything I've heard about Jaden blue is that he's grasping the offense. He's caught the football really well. And I think, you know, he, he reclassified, he's kind of like Quinn Ewers. He hasn't played football in a minute, but I just see the ceiling as being really high for him. And then Keelan Robinson, who was probably deprived of a touchdown in the spring scrimmage uh, when he raced to the, to the cone um, with with Keaton Crawford, and they ruled him out of bounds. It looked like he he did hit the pylon. So uh, really excited about the running back room. Not much uh, cautious optimism there. Let's move on to the receivers because I think it's clear that Texas has a big three at receiver who I'm excited about. I'm excited about uh, Xavier Worthy, obviously, what a find by Steve Sarkeesian as a freshman last year. He breaks all the UT freshman records, 62 receptions, 981 yards, 12 touchdowns. Uh, for a true freshman, you will take that all day long. And remember, he's breaking the records of guys like uh, Roy Williams and Jordan Shipley. So um, Jordan Whittington uh, is a football player. We know this. He was the offensive and defensive MVP in his state championship game at Quero. I mean, what more can you say? And, and now he's a guy who's taking this thing seriously in terms of taking care of his body, his diet, doing all the extra hydrotherapy, a hot tub, cold tub. He says he's doing, you know, an additional two hours of uh, work with trainers just to keep his body right. And um, boy, could they use him for an entire season uh, but also uh, Isaiah Nair, who I've 
been if you've been following the flagship podcast and reading the insider over at horns247.com as you should be of course um you know that i've already put isaiah nayer on my list of immediate impact players uh among the newcomers on this team and he showed why uh everyone's going to be dazzled by the by the 62 yard touchdown pass he caught perfectly thrown i might add by quinn ewers but his blocking i mean he was also out there blocking for xavier worthy when worthy picked up like five extra yards on a on a screen and then got drilled by mo blackwell that that might help some folks recollect the play i'm talking about but nayer was blocking out there and that's been a problem for the receivers at texas i don't know why uh in the you know last few seasons but isaiah nayer brings uh, a lot to the table and he's already getting kudos from his teammates like jordan whittington for being a good leader always doing things the right way and uh having a great work ethic so what i'm not sure about at the receiver position is uh ajayi hall the incoming transfer from alabama is this the uh ajayi hall who went to three different high schools and wore out his welcome with teammates and coaches at alabama or is this the ajayi hall who was you know one of the top receivers in the country in 2021 and is now ready to really get after it and and be a teammate because we know he's talented uh we know he can make plays just watch the youtube clips of his uh alabama spring game from last year uh and i'm not sure about the rest of this receiving core which is kind of wild i mean marcus washington's been with this program for you know three years uh calvante dixon and and you know, obviously there's been some transfers out of the program by, you know, guys like Joshua Moore, Avante Woodard, but I mean, that should absolutely intensify the urgency of guys like Washington, Calvante Dixon. Um, and I, you know, Washington made a couple of nice catches in the spring scrimmage, and then he had one go through his hands. Um, Casey Kane's another guy who had some flashes in the spring. Um, got to put it together, got to put it together every single day. Not sure about those guys, but um, let's move on to tight end. Tight end. <clears throat> I'm cautiously optimistic about Jatavian Sanders and Gunnar Helm, the sophomore tight ends who, um, I mean, the, the coaches felt good enough about losing Cade Brewer, who was the blocking tight end on the team last year, and they lost Jared Wiley, who looked like he should have been a blocking tight end at six foot seven and 251 pounds, but he was a former quarterback in high school and they just couldn't get him to love contact. He's now at TCU. So, you know, they bring in Jaleel Billingsley from Alabama, who's a good pass catching tight end, almost a big receiver. If you, you know, look at him, he's six four, two sixteen. But the guys who have to do the dirty work are going to be Jatavian Sanders and Gunnar Helm. And I'm cautiously optimistic about what I saw from them and heard about them in the spring. I think uh, Gunnar Helm uh, caught on to the blocking a little more quickly than Jatavian Sanders. But Sanders, a five-star recruit last year who uh, a lot of people wanted him to play defensive end because they saw him as a good pass rusher. And he was like, no, I want to play 
on offense. And so now I think we're seeing the urgency. You got to do it uh, on game day, but cautiously optimistic about the tight end position and cautiously optimistic about the 12 personnel, the two tight end sets involving Billingsley uh, because he is, a, you know, if he's attached to the line uh, on one side and you got Sanders or Helm on the other side, and then you uh, have Billingsley lined up on a linebacker, that's a great matchup for Texas. And we know Sarkeesian knows how to find Billingsley because uh, Billingsley played for Sarkeesian at Alabama uh, previously. So um, he's got a hold of this offense and uh, by all accounts, he's, you know, he, I saw him trying to block out there in the, in the spring scrimmage. So I'm cautiously optimistic kind of across the board at the tight end position. Um, let's move to the offensive line. I'm not sure about anything on the offensive line. I'm cautiously optimistic about the continued growth of Jake majors at center uh, Junior Angelau played with uh, a pretty severe case of patella tendonitis last year. I'm cautiously optimistic about Junior Angelau having a, a good final year at Texas. Outside of that, um, I'm cautiously optimistic about uh, Hayden Connor, who has sort of become the poster child of what Kyle Flood and Steve Sarkeesian want from an offensive lineman. Big, strong, tough, not the most you know, bend, not the most hip flexibility, but, you know, big enough to get in the way. And look, he, there were some plays in the spring scrimmage where he uh, held his own with OV Agofu. Um, and, and you'll take that, just get in the way, just don't whiff. I mean, look, Texas's skill talent is so good. And the quarterback play has a chance to be really good. Just get in the way. Don't give up the, uh, the sack don't don't uh, give up that um, you know that complete whiff that just kills a drive and that we saw that way too many times last year from the offensive line penalties killed this offensive line especially against Oklahoma in the second half against TCU I don't need to relive all that but uh, this group has the biggest jump it's not a step it's a jump that has to be made and we didn't get to see everything we wanted in the spring because Andre Carrick, who they really sort of set up to win the left tackle position coming out of the spring, ended up getting a high ankle sprain and missed the second half of the spring. And so they had to move Hayden Connor from guard where he's probably more natural out to tackle. Hayden Connor held up okay out there, but that's, that's not what you want. Um, not, not, you know, you want to have guys at tackle with great feet who can dance, really move, and and uh, show some uh, elite pass protection. We haven't seen that uh, certainly since Connor Williams and Sam Cosme moved on. Um, I'm just not sure about a lot at the offensive line position at this point because you know I I hear good things about Logan Parr as the backup center. I hear good things about um, you know Cole Hudson, the freshman who. You saw quite a bit run with the first team in that spring scrimmage and and held up okay. Had some had some tough moments, but you know, he's he's a starter kit at this point. And and then of course you got six offensive linemen arriving in June. Uh two five stars, Kelvin Banks and Devin Campbell. Could one of them be 
so special that they walk right in and and win one of the the tackle positions or um you know win one of the guard positions pushing Hayden Connor out to tackle we'll have to see and that for me is uh not sure um kind of across the board on the offensive line and then of course we get to the quarterback position and look I know a lot of Texas fans are excited about the quarterback position. I am cautiously optimistic about the quarterback position because there's still some things that have to be shown. Um, In spring football last year, Hudson Card had the better, uh, well, fall camp, I'll say. In fall camp, uh, Hudson Card moved ahead of Casey Thompson because he protected the ball better than Casey Thompson did. But then we got into the season and Hudson Card did not have the pocket presence that Casey Thompson had. And so Hudson Card was removed as the starter after two games. And in comes Casey Thompson and, you know, ended up leading the Big 12 and touchdown passes. Casey Thompson's gone. Quinn Ewers is here. And there was plenty to like in the spring scrimmage. Uh, from Quinn Ewers. And from what I'm hearing, he had those kind of wow plays throughout the spring and practices over and over again. Uh, precision passing, uh, unique arm angles, kind of like his apex uh, training mate, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But I was told that Quinn Ewers led in interceptions by a mile over Hudson Card. Uh, and that is, that can't, be the case. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian talks all the time about protecting the football, protecting the football. So can Quinn Ewers use this summer to get comfortable enough with the offense, um, to watch enough film, to know uh, where the, whether it's man or zone, not get locked in on, on his receiver and ignore the, the safety or linebacker just sitting in zone coverage, which I've, I heard happened many times in the spring. And look, that's what spring football is for. Make your mistakes, learn the offense, learn what you can get away with, learn what you can't. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not excited yet because I need to see it. At this point, after starving at the quarterback position uh, from you know uh, Vince Young, the guy over my shoulder there, and Colt McCoy, and then to be still on this journey for another quarterback who can lead Texas to a big 12 championship is, is kind of crazy, but I'm cautiously optimistic and, and could get very excited in a hurry. If a Hudson card has better pocket presence than he did a year ago when there are actually 300 pound men coming after him uh, and, or B Quinn Ewers can get uh, comfortable enough with this offense to uh, make big plays, but protect the football. Um, I think there's a real chance at some point during the 2022 season that we see the quarterback level of play really improve, increase. Um, And, you know, the question is when ideally it would be at the beginning of the year when they take on Louisiana Monroe in the opener. Uh, But, you know, you got Alabama in week two, Jeff Trailer and UTSA in week three. When will that quarterback play uh, accelerate? Okay, 
Let's take a quick break here on the flagship podcast, and I'll come back and tell you what I'm excited about, what I'm cautiously optimistic about, and what I'm just not sure about regarding this Texas defense. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let's start with uh, defensive tackle. I'm excited about Byron Murphy. I'm excited about Byron Murphy. That kid to me is uh, a Roy Miller starter kit and Roy Miller. Uh, for those of you who remember uh, the glorious uh, first decade of the two thousands was one of uh, the more underrated leaders, but just a grinder and just did his job every time and ended up playing in the NFL uh, for a good stretch with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Byron Murphy is that guy. And I think I, I'm excited about Byron Murphy. I am <clears throat> cautiously optimistic about uh, guys like Alfred Collins, Tavondre Sweat, Vernon Broughton, and even Keandre Coburn, the super senior who's who's dropped you know 15 or so pounds. And is moving better. And I think the coaches rewarded Coburn uh, with first team reps pretty much throughout the spring uh, for his commitment to drop the weight, get in better shape, and and come back and and lead this team as a super senior. But we all know the the dynamic playmaker at nose tackle is Tavandre Sweat uh, and or Byron Murphy, because I think Murphy is capable of playing both the nose and the three technique. But Tavondre Sweat is, is what the NFL plays with. And Tavondre Sweat is a guy who's been a little bit of an enigma. He had the shoulder injury uh, leading you know, in last spring, so he missed 
uh, that critical time under a new coaching staff and then wasn't in the best of shape and just kind of went through last year with a little bit of indifference. And there was even some question about whether Tavondre Sweat would come back uh, in 2022. I think those, I think Tavondre Sweat is now in, I think, uh, but they need him to be in because he does have explosion. He does have the NFL body. He can move at 325 pounds and make plays and just be, uh, a big disruptor, but it's got to happen every single play. I'm cautiously optimistic because, you know, Mac Brown used to have a bunch of things that I just would, you know, would go in one ear and out the other. But the one that sort of stuck, and I think he's right, is you come in as a freshman and even as a sophomore, just wanting to play. When you're a junior and senior, you want to win. And Tavandre Sweat is now in that, um, you know, he's in that window of he should just want to win. And if he sets his mind to it, uh, that's a guy who can be really, really disruptive. And, you know, we haven't even talked about Moro Ojimo, uh, the fifth year senior defensive lineman who, you know, talked candidly with the media about uh, how, you know, he and some uh, veteran guys are trying to get the younger players to to burn with the same intensity to win that he has. And, and he talked about it's difficult because young guys want to chase women, alcohol, and money now that they have that opportunity with NIL. And, uh, and so Steve Sarkeesian said, uh, you all will not be talking to Moro uh, Ojimo anytime soon. But Ojimo is a guy, super senior, who was young. He's not even 21 yet. And he's a fifth year player. I mean, this kid was like the Doogie Hauser of football players uh, when he came to Texas and, and it needs to click for him too. You've got depth at one of the most critical positions in college football. I mean, outside of quarterback, you've got to recruit defensive tackles who are difference makers. If you want to win championships, I can't tell you how many coaches have been fired because they couldn't recruit defensive tackles. Texas has them uh, to the point where Myron Warren uh, just announced this week that he's going into the transfer portal. And of course, um, Texas has uh, four interior linemen coming in in this uh, top five 2022 recruiting class, including Jare Bledsoe and Aaron Bryant, who were both early enrollees. In fact, Aaron Bryant made a nice play in that spring scrimmage. He, someone totally flubbed on the offensive line and left him unblocked, but he knifed in and, and dropped uh, Jonathan Brooks for a two-yard loss um, when uh, Hudson Card was leading the second-team offense in two-minute drill. So um, there's Young talent, you got to stockpile talent at that defensive tackle position. There is no doubt you can never have enough of those guys. But I'm, I'm excited about Byron Murphy, and I'm cautiously optimistic about um, all the uh, other tackles I just named because with that kind of depth, Texas should be just fine. Let's go to the defensive end position, and I'm not. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about what. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about Byron, uh, Baron Sorrell, sorry, Baron Sorrell and Justice Finkley. Um, Baron Sorrell 
second year player out of new Orleans has put on good weight. He's long. Uh, I've heard, you know, he was very disruptive in spring and he pretty much ran first team, uh, with that defense all spring. He's a guy they want to develop. And Justice Finkley, the early enrollee freshman who looks like he's in the third year of a college program, he's so put together, also uh, impressed folks with his ability, his power. Um, he's got he's got speed to power. He's got a bull rush. He's even got a nice uh, rip move. And I think Justice Finkley, there's reason to be cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to go overboard because, well, let's use Prince Dorba as an example. Prince Dorba, who actually got a lot of second team run in the spring, um, had three sacks in the spring game last year, and we never saw him again. So it's, you know, it's how do these guys, these young players especially, handle a little bit of downtime? How do some of them handle some attaboys from the coaching staff? Do they uh, take that as a reason to to go out and and have a good time, or do they take it as a reason to really bear down and and do what they need to do to to improve themselves during the off season and bond with teammates and and learn their position even better and and come back ready to win? Uh, that's been a recurring problem at Texas. Mora Ojimo hit on it and. And it's got to stop if Texas is ever going to be relevant uh, for conference championships again. So at that defensive end position, I'm cautiously optimistic about um, Baron Sorrell and Justice Finkley. Ovia Gofu is the is the veteran. I was a little disappointed in a Gofu a year ago. So I'm not sure about Ovi. And obviously. Uh, Oshawn Mathis, the TCU transfer uh, who graduates uh, here at the end of April from TCU and then is expected to make his announcement, uh, probably going to come down to Texas and Nebraska. If Texas could add Oshawn Mathis, I would be excited about Oshawn Mathis. All right, let's get to linebacker because linebacker, it to me, is an area where Texas has to take a huge step forward. And it might be from a guy who was waiting in the wings last year. Uh, and I'm talking about middle linebacker Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford has the NFL body. He's got, um, you know, he's, he's thick, he's physical. And that's what I've heard the most. And we saw that to a degree in the, in the spring game, spring scrimmage, uh, that he is playing physical, that he'll come up and take on a guard, uh, take on blocks, which is what you have to do at the linebacker position. It's part of the job, especially at the middle linebacker position. It's one collision after another uh, because you've got to you got to cancel gaps, and if that means you, you know, sh taking on a guard and shoving him back into the ball carrier, or shedding that guard and making the tackle, that's what has to happen. And from what I'm hearing, Jalen Ford is playing with that kind of confidence and intensity and physicality. And I'm cautiously optimistic that Jalen Ford can bring to this linebacker core um, a, a difference-making mentality. I'm also cautiously optimistic about David Benda. Honestly, I'm probably more cautiously optimistic about David Benda 
uh, because of how physical David Benda plays. Uh, David Benda was in on a, a big time hit at the goal line with Mo Blackwell, uh, stopping Jaden Blue from the two yard line and in the uh, red zone work of that uh, spring scrimmage. And what I've heard is David Benda has been the more physical weak side linebacker, more physical than DeMarvin Overshawn. Now, DeMarvin Overshawn, agent zero, super senior, led the team in tackles last year, has unique speed, sideline to sideline speed. And everything I've heard is Benda has been pushing Overshawn to play more physical. That David Benda basically started off the spring uh, with the ones and then was replaced by DeMarvin Overshawn. Uh, no matter what, that linebacker uh, tandem uh, and, and Ovia Gofu, when they put him uh, in that linebacker base set, have to be more physical. They've got to make people pay for coming through the A and B gaps. That has not been the case uh, and wasn't the case all last year uh, against the Texas defense. And that has to change or nothing will get better from a defense that gave up 31.1 points per game and 202 yards rushing, 5.2 yards per carry. And Moro Jomo said it. Uh, the reason you didn't hear much about our pass rush is because no one was passing against us. They were running. And that has to change. The physicality up the middle of the Texas defense has to be light years better than it was a year ago. And that that means the defensive tackles. That means uh, Jalen Ford in the middle. And that means safety. So I am cautiously optimistic uh, about Jalen Ford, David Benda, and a more physical DeMarvian Overshawn. The rest, I'm not sure about um, the rest at that position. Let's move to safety. Now, this is an interesting, this is fascinating to me. Texas was loaded at safety uh, two years ago. They had, I mean, Tyler Owens, Xavier Alford, Chris Adamora, uh, Marcus Caldwell, uh, BJ Foster, Caden Stearns. They're all gone. Um, only Caden Stearns went on to the NFL. The rest have moved on. Uh, transferred out of the program, uh, whatever. So now you've got this melting pot of players who've moved from other positions. Anthony Cook is now at uh, boundary safety after playing nickel, the starting nickel last year. You've got Jaron Thompson, who is the only holdover, basically, along with J.D. Coffey, who didn't play uh, much last year as a freshman. Uh, except on special teams. And and then you've got Keaton Crawford, who moved from corner to safety. And then you've got Mo Blackwell, who moved from linebacker to safety because he didn't put on weight easily. So uh, coaches looked at Blackwell at safety for a little bit last year and then moved him back to linebacker. But he didn't put on the weight during winter conditioning. So they're like, okay, we got to get, we got to get you on the field. And, Blackwell has pretty much been Anthony Cook's backup at boundary safety all spring. And Blackwell showed up big time in the spring scrimmage with three big hits, including the 
probably the hit of the game on Xavier Worthy on the sideline. Uh, but Blackwell is a force. I mean, he's an enforcer. And and we got to see how he holds up in coverage. We got to see if he can juggle everything because he's still processing the move to safety. But you got to get this guy on the field because football matters to him and and you can feel it. And that's how this whole safety group, it, it's like, why would you be cautiously optimistic about a group that has you know, limited to no experience at the position, except for Jaron Thompson, who had some real ups and downs last year? Well, I like the mental makeup of these guys. Because one thing I saw last year from the safety position was some give up. Late in games, when adversity was all over Texas, there were guys who were making some business decisions out there, and it was appalling. I I think the mental makeup of these guys, guys like Anthony Cook, Keaton Crawford, uh, Mo Blackwell, they will stand up and be the last line of defense, and um, and that's what you got to have at the safety position. You got to have a guy who's confident beyond belief. Uh, knows what he's looking at, can make the calls, and and then make sure everyone's doing their job. It's a huge position. It's the quarterback of the secondary, and it's going to determine uh, if this is a defense that gives up a lot of big plays, uh, and or and if this is a defense who can stop the run because your safety's almost always involved in stopping the run. And I know I. Uh, put out a morning brew this week that said Texas will be better at safety in 2022. Part of that is almost by default. I don't think they can be much worse, but I like the mental makeup of, of this group. They're not all ideal sized, you know, a guy like Keaton Crawford undersized, but he will hit you. He's competitive and it matters to him. And that's what man winning has got to matter to Every player on this Texas team, and and I know there's been talk that guys have gotten used to being middle of the pack, so they just kind of roll their, their eyes or shrug their shoulders. you got to have a group now that is sick and tired of it, so sick and tired of it that it, it's got to change. And I think the veteran guys who've been moved to safety, um, and you know, obviously I'm talking about Keaton Crawford, Anthony Cook, the most and Jaron Thompson. Look, Jaron Thompson was up and down. There were some frustrating plays, but uh, Jaron Thompson can figure it out. I mean, I remember Brandon Jones as a sophomore, still indecisive, five star player. His junior year, he might have been the best player on the team. Um, that light can go on and it can go on like a floodlight. And that's what Texas needs. Uh, Blake Gideon's back there coaching him. Blake Gideon was a guy who got it. Figured it, you know, figured it out as a freshman, started four years. Um, and so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, almost excited that this safety position will be better than last year, but I gotta see it. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna move into excited, although I'm excited about Mo Blackwell. I don't care how you gotta keep that guy in the field. Um, all right, let's go to nickel because Jade Barron. <clears throat> who moves from corner to nickel corner is another guy who, you know, local kid 
junkyard dog. Football matters to him. He's not the ideal size. He's not the, you know, the big time recruit. He just loves football and he makes plays and he sees it. He can process it. He can digest it. He's a good communicator. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about Jody Barron at nickel. And, um, you know, Jaron Thompson kind of floats between nickel and safety. Uh, if, if something happened to Jody Barron, you probably have Jaron Thompson move to nickel. Uh, and then, you know, Keaton Crawford would, would take over at safety, but I like Jody Barron. And I think, um, you know, he's, I'm cautiously optimistic about what he brings to the table. Cause again, he's a guy who loves football mentality, wants to win, isn't going to, you know, roll his eyes or throw his shoulders and, you know, stop chasing a guy on a 71 yard run by uh, K state's quarterback who looks like a stork and somehow ran for 71 yards on the Texas defense in the last play of the game. And, and that's really kind of when these changes all started in the secondary. Okay. And finally at corner, um, <clears throat> I'm cautiously optimistic about Ryan Watts, the six foot three transfer from Ohio state, uh, who has basically held down that boundary corner position since he got here in January and, and looked okay in the, in the spring scrimmage. Um, you know, you didn't hear his name one way or the other, good or bad. Uh, I saw him, you know, he did, uh, miss a tackle. We got to work on that, but, um, I'm cautiously optimistic about Jameer Johnson. And I was cautious. I, I was, kind of excited about Jalen Gilbo. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had Ryan Watts and Jalen Gilbo on my list of immediate impact newcomers along with Isaiah Nayer. And then Jalen Gilbo um, was suspended for a violation of team rules. And uh, I reported in the insider um, uh, a week ago that that's going to get worked out as long as there's no more uh, slip ups by Gilbo, but Gilbo was getting first team reps along with Deshaun Jameson at the field corner position. And Deshaun Jameson is a guy who's been a bit of an enigma because he had a really good spring from a standpoint of uh, interceptions, making plays on the ball. He's a ball hawk. Uh, he's a super senior. I mean, the urgency should be off the charts for this guy. He's also number four all time in kick return yards for Texas. Um, but you know, he, he didn't have inside leverage on a 25 yard, uh, skinny post touchdown to Xavier worthy in the spring scrimmage and, um, <clears throat> Michael Griffin, Kenny Vaccaro who were on the call uh, for LHN were like, what are you doing? And you can't have that kind of mistake from a super senior. And, and so I'm not sure. I hope uh, that Deshaun Jameson gets it cautiously optimistic, but I'm not sure. And so 
that cornerback position with Gilbo getting suspended. Um, I'm really not quite sure where Texas is at that cornerback position uh, because the best option to replace Deshaun Jameson if he struggles was Jalen Gilbo through the spring, through the first seven practices of spring, I should say, uh, before Gilbo got suspended. So um, that was probably one of the biggest disappointments, if not the biggest disappointment, along with Andre Carrick's high ankle sprain uh, from, from the spring was Gilbo getting suspended after uh, hearing how well he was doing through the first seven practices of spring. All right, we'll wrap it up on special teams. And I'm cautiously optimistic about Isaac Pearson. Um, he had a good spring. And the the cool thing about Pearson, he's the latest uh, Pro Kick Australia addition to the Texas Longhorns, joining Michael Dixon, the um, you know, former Ray Guy Award winner, and Ryan Buchevsky, who... Uh, was beat out by Cameron Dicker last year uh, as Texas's punter and then entered the transfer portal after last season. Um, but Isaac Pearson's got a big leg and he can boom it. He can hit that little underspin punt uh, for, uh, you know, when you're punting from the 15, you're trying to put it inside the five. He can rugby punt it. I, I think Isaac Pearson's going to be okay. At field goal kicker, I'm not sure at all. Um, I'm I'm with all of you. I mean, I didn't hear anything good. Uh, I, I mean, when I asked sources about it, they they talked about Will Stone, the incoming freshman who arrives in June. No pressure, Will Stone, but man, I think Longhorn Nation is hoping, maybe even expecting uh, you to be the next Cameron Dicker who can just come in as a freshman, handle it, and and make everyone forget about uh, needing to worry about uh, field goals. Um, and and that's a lot because Cameron Dicker is now the uh, all-time points leader at Texas among kickers. And Texas has had some good ones. Phil Dawson, Justin Tucker, uh, to name a couple. Uh, the other question mark was at long snapper, because Justin Motter uh, graduated and now Zach Edwards takes over and Zach Edwards looked good. And from what I hear in camp was solid on, on his snaps for field goals and punts. So um, cautiously optimistic about uh, Isaac Pearson and Zach Edwards have no clue about uh, the field goal kicking. Come on down, Will Stone. And in the return game, obviously you've got weapons man you've got to, you got Deshaun Jameson number four all time uh at UT and kick return yards you've got Xavier Worthy you've got uh Keelan Robinson you got guys you should be able to make a difference in the return game so there you have it what I'm excited about what I'm cautiously optimistic about and what I'm just not sure about uh, regarding the Texas Longhorns following the 2022 uh, spring football. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, I'm sure we'll have uh, Taylor Estes back on the show. Uh, but um, 
Until then, we'll see you over at horns247.com. Tell your friends and enemies to sign up. And uh, until next time, I'm Chip Brown. Stay safe and keep the faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.